0: Yes, so uh, Peter and John. John is the cameraman of the movie. Um, What can I say? I think we can agree this is a rather brutal and uh, depressing film. So uh, my first question would be, Peter, why did you make this film?
1: What I discovered when I went there.
0: You know, I was wondering because it's the first time you went to the Ukraine. Um, what were your expectations?
1: Well, the the way I work is I don't research my films. Uh, I, I basically leave to start shooting. John had just come back from Ukraine. <coughs> and we live in the same town in Switzerland. And I asked him, how was it for him? He was shooting also on the front for Swiss TV at the time. And uh, we spoke and I said, you know, my father was born there. And he said, oh, you never told me. And I said, "That why well, it just didn't seem relevant. And some weeks later, we we leave for Ukraine. And I don't like to research my films first, because I like to discover things. I like to, the research is the film, and the film is the research. I find, um, I discover as I go along, and then I, as unstructured uh, the filming, process, the editing takes years because then I have to figure out what it, the material says to me and that takes a long time to give it stu- dramatic structure. You know. uh, how long did you spend there? I spent five, six weeks there. You know.
0: um, and John, if I may ask you, you, you did uh, all the camera work and you filmed for Swiss television in Ukraine. Um, is this war, because you've been in other wars as well, how different was is this war that's going on there still
2: today um, with other wars that you were in? It, it's not different at all. I, I, I've been to many wars and I've never found any logic in any of them, uh, and, and this was no exception to that rule. Uh, I think I, I've been I've been looking for these bad dead, dead people all my life and um, actually I've never found them. I, I these are people like most of us that are living in peace. Um, that's what they tell us. They, they hardly know what religion their neighbors is until somebody starts manipulating these people, telling them, demonizing the people that live across the street, demonizing the enemy. Uh, you, uh, you hear a lot of that in the film as well. People are told stories about the enemy f- uh, playing football with the heads of, of the victims. And, and I, I, I still believe, after a lot of wars that I've been filming during the, my life, that um, we are basically... Um, mani- we, we can be manipulated into atrocities like these. Basically, these are, these are governments, not people that are... Um, um, fighting wars, but uh, the, the, the victims are definitely the, the, the people themselves. And uh, the first first victim of all wars is, is the truth. So it's, it's very difficult to believe any of what you hear on the front, especially numbers. Um, so I, I in my reporting, I usually just try to stick to what I see, but what I hear is is sometimes horrendous, and, and it's just for me, a, a sign of how people can be manipulated into atrocities like we see in this film. But I, I think uh, the human being is, is more good than bad. But when, when they are deprived of hope, or, and, and especially the Ukrainian people who are, have been suffering through the, all the existence of this country and even long before that, I mean, this is a country that has suffered enormously, Everything that has come bad uh, has happened to the Ukrainian people. They've suffered from starvation, they've suffered from Hitler, they've suffered from Stalin. Uh, they've been deported, and they've had Chernobyl even as a cherry on the cake. And um, I, I, we don't have it in this film, but I remember a very sad story that was told by one of the Tatars, um, she was an old woman now, she said, I'm, I'm, I still vividly live the day when I was eight years old, when there was a knock on my door, and um, we were told we had half an hour to join the trucks that were waiting down the street, and we, we w- were all to, to be deported far away, and we were all told that we could have one baggage each of us, to carry to the truck, and I was... I was told to take a bag of rice with me. I tried to follow my family with the bag of rice, but I was weak and, and young. And uh, middle of the way, I couldn't carry it any, any longer, so I had to leave it. And this, this memory haunted me all my life, because when we arrived in, uh, in the east after three months of travel in the, on the trails, there was starvation. And, and this woman all her life had blamed herself for the starvation because he was, wasn't able to carry the rice with her so that, that is one of the traumatic stories you hear in these war zones
0: alright thank you uh, let me answer a little bit
1: more it makes me think about your question a bit more um, what did I expect and it's uh, it's depressing it's a good question and my first response is to say well, what else did you expect um I've thought a lot about these questions uh, th- through my life and um, I, I think that uh, I don't know whether people are more good than bad um, I think there are other things that we do you know singing and dancing and sex and chocolate I think there are things that we do which are fun which are enjoyable and there are also horrible things we do uh, and it comes in cycles uh, Unfortunately, it's coming again. Uh, I'm an American citizen, and, and I'm, I'm quite anxious right now.
0: Well, I'll come to that in a second. Uh, um, you know, before I go to the audience, um, uh, I've seen many films about Ukraine. And in most films, uh, it is the fight between the good and the bad, between the democracy, the West, Ukraine, and, and Russia. Uh, but here sometimes I don't even know, and I guess most, uh, many in the audience w- won't even know exactly at which scenes there were Ukrainians and at which scenes there were rebels. Um, is the, there That's good the point. Well, I guess so. But does this say there is no good and there is no bad?
1: There is good and there is bad. I just don't think that anyone has a monopoly on it. Um, I think there are sides which are... I think Nazi Germany was more bad. Uh, I think Trump is is more bad. Um, And in in this film? We met good people everywhere. I didn't ask to... I mean, for example, uh, I just said, in every situation, is there anyone here who likes to sing? Uh, And they're Slavs, and I knew everyone likes to sing. And then they started singing. I had no idea what they were singing. I don't speak the language. Uh, only afterwards with the translator we started going through the songs and I, I realized that song after song, you know, even the wonderful grandmother about the beautiful crew and steps and the horses and then it <laughs> there's a there's a, <laughs> a slight change and then all of a sudden the next verse is about I'm going to uh, burn to ashes and those and blind those who who uh, made us made us leave. I mean every song, uh, it's so much ingrained in their culture. Uh, but I think it's, they don't have a monopoly on this either. I think uh, it's, it's, it's humanity in general.
2: If, um, um, we, we were often asking ourselves during the making of this film, why, why does a situation that causes a, a massive demonstration in, in the US, perhaps, mm-hmm. and a general strike in, in France, cause a war in Ukraine. Um, I, I, f- I feel that one of the reasons is that this, after, after so much suffering, after so many massacres and deportations, the, this society is very alpha male. It's, very, it's, very, it's, 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 it's all this softness the softness, a lot of the softness in this society has, has, has been killed through, through decades of, of suffering. And, and so they they lift their arms pr- probably sooner than societies that, that haven't been uh, purged of, of, of the softness that we, that manages us, that gives us the opportunity to go on a general strike or, or, or go on a massive uh, demonstration. But in, in Ukraine, a situation maybe similar to what we have in the United States today would lead to guns being lifted and and uh, fires being shot. Okay,
0: I'd like to go to the... I mean, I have a thousand more Mm -hmm. questions, but uh, I would love to give the uh, the audience the chance to ask questions, if they have them. Are there any questions? Hello. (laughs) Yes, hi. I I would like to ask um, both the filmmakers and cinematographer how uh, being in this environment affected you? because you are I, I would assume to some extent traumatized by it as well as the people who live there, and you especially going back to war zones and shooting war zones time and again, must have had your um, i'm assuming that you've had your, your that your outlook has
1: been changed by that as well
0: okay the question is i have to sorry, I have to repeat it because it 's filmed, and otherwise i won 't understand it so the question is how the filming of uh, uh, the shooting of this film has affected or traumatized
1: you? Let me answer it this way I think we work as a good team uh, together we've worked for a long time together and we joke with each other uh, because in some ways we're quite different and one joke we have is he's Teflon and I'm Velcro Mm -hmm. in the sense things just slide off him which maybe he needs to do if he's a cameraman. I mean, he can't get emotional when he's filming uh, something. He needs to stay on it and, and stick with it to get the material. And maybe it's, it's a survival mechanism. I, I don't know. But he, he can cope with these. I'm like Velcro. Everything sticks to me. Maybe that helps me as a filmmaker. I don't know. But yeah, it's, it's something that stays very close to me. It turns and it turns. Any other questions? Yeah, there in the middle. I got a little bit of the
2: impression that the bad guys in the movie. Sorry? The bad guys in the movie. And I get a question
0: about the word Cyprus. It was where the bad middle was. It was a very strange. The bad guys were in the bed. The oh, Cyprus part of the movie and the bad weather. Oh, the bad guys had the bad weather.
2: wasn't an accident. <laughs> <laughs> it, that never occurred to me. It, it's it's <laughs> always fascinating
1: when you show a film because there's always fresh eyes and they see things. You know, yeah, I've seen this 500 times. You know, if you go through the editing and all the sound mix and the color grading, and the thought never occurred to me. Thank you. Yes.
2: uh and some, some uh, environment where they you know could possibly also become you know uh, a victim of uh, people who would seek revenge.
0: yeah basically the question is wha- why uh, did especially the separate side separatist side allow you to film them
1: well of course some of the material is archive material. When you're on the front, you only can get certain things, you know. And it's the front moves all the time, and it's quite dangerous. I and mean, you, you get what you can get. And uh, for a year, I spent every day looking at material, which added to uh, obviously angst of the whole thing. But I would go through all this material, and um, I realized that there's a lot deeper material that really gets to the heart of the anger, the violence, the the the, the, the hatred, um, the revenge. So, so uh, also this material is seen by millions of local people. And that also contributes to... I mean, this is not new material to the people there. Okay? Um, yeah, but basically lo- I, I can
0: say a lot of this stuff... You know, I live in Russia, as some of you know. A lot of this material I've seen already on Russian television. And, and you know, in so much of these scenes, you actually see journalists from... First and second
1: channel. I mean, basically, when I get to a situation like this, I think one reason people accept us is I say simply, "I'm here really to get your story." You know, to listen so that we can understand more deeply. I mean, they know we come from Switzerland or Western Europe, mm. so um, it's a chance to tell your story to a wider audience. And many people want to do that. You yeah. know, and and most people just get on with their lives. I mean, you know, the camera is sometimes at this distance, but, th- you know, they have a job to do, and the, you know, they're focused. And then they, you know, you know. and the people who don't want to film, don't want to be filmed, they make it very clear, and, and, and I don't ever, uh, confront that. I don't ever, you know, I, I respect that. Um... I don't have a question,
0: but I want to say something. Yeah? So the question is, uh, yeah, the question is, uh, uh, some of the material is shot by most of the material is shot by yourself, but there's also archived material, and isn't it confusing? So so, so so, the question is, uh, uh, um, what are you trying to tell? Because you use your own material and you use uh, material uh, from the internet, basically, or, or from other sources. Um, and you make the choice, you make the decision what you use. Uh,
1: why? As I said earlier to this gentleman, that I felt what we were able to get Practically, only got to a certain point, and I realized there's a lot more material out there that goes m- deep, more deeply in, into the point. Then the question becomes: Well, how do I use that other material? Do I have the right to use that material, and am I using it in the way which is which is correct? Well, I, I have to judge that. I mean, I I discuss that with a lawyer. I discuss that with many people, with uh, um, Ukrainian, Russian. I mean, um, so I try to get to an understanding of it. Then it becomes a point of, like, y- you were confused, you didn't know which is which. I'm not sure I, I found the answer to that uh, as a <coughs> filmmaker. Um, I think it's a good point. Um, we tried many, many different technical things on screen, simply say YouTube on the screen, or, or to put the red line as you know when a YouTube mm-hmm. goes across, or how many hits it has, or how many likes, or how many dislikes, and all of that, which made it more clear that it's YouTube, that is not our material. To me, it became like a filter. It was a way to sort of, the spectator wasn't in the moment anymore. It became almost a safety you net. Know, you, you could pull back and say, oh, I'm not there anymore. I'm not, I'm not there at that moment. You know, um, When the is being hit or when the epaulets are being cut off and stuffed into the mouth, that, that's archive material. Uh, and so, so I, I did put certain clues in about the uh, uh, putting out a focus on either side, because some of it was that way. So I used that as a convention. But if, if perhaps you were confused, and I, I, uh, I accept that criticism. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so the question,
0: sorry. The question was what, what you want to tell the audience. The message, the message.
1: Uh, that's for you to judge. I mean, if you didn't think there was a message, I, I understand. I mean, I, I, I can't say anything more than 108 minutes if, you know, I mean, I had my chance to speak and convey w- w- what it's about. And now I, I respect if you feel that wasn't clear or you're confused. Th- that's the reality. And so thank you for sharing that.
0: Yes, a question.
2: You were disappointed. Uh, what does this feeling uh, um, um, uh, did, uh, did it change your opinion on Ukraine as a country?
0: Yeah. So, so the search, that the basically, disappoint, yeah. the disappointment. Yeah. yeah the su- sorry, I'll say it. Be, uh, so the, the search that ended in a disappointment. Uh, you know, you're not finding your your ancestors, uh, how does this influence the film and your view on the Ukraine? Uh,
1: not finding my ancestors did not change my opinion. Way in the back, way in the back.
2: so much about the displacement that so many people in the world are going through at this point that I think Jewish people, you know, many Jewish people have experienced over time. And I just wanna say
1: it was very important to me that this not be a Jewish film. Um, I think those stories have been told many times and very well. And what interested me was that there were many, many peoples, uh, in this case, are um, Orthodox, um, Jewish, Muslim. I mean, it's often posed as Jewish against Muslim here <laughs> in many, many places. And here it's not the case. I mean, we're fellow travelers. Um, it doesn't mean to belittle the suffering of any one people, but the suffering is shared. And to me, it was important that I, in my terms, what I would call I triangulated, that I didn't want to simply have a Jewish story and an Orthodox story. I mean, it's Orthodox killing each other. As I say, one, one side pulls out a prayer book and the other one pulls out icons, but it's, uh, you know, they're both Orthodox, and, it's, you know, and they're killing each other. I did not want to make it even a, a two-story, because if you have two, it's often a comparison, comparing the Jewish story to the Orthodox. And I didn't want that. I want when it's three, it becomes much more interesting to me. And that's why it was very important that I have the Tartar story in there, because it makes you reflect differently on the thing. It's not a comparison, but it's, it's triangulated with three different players. It's more complex, because even the Orthodox are killing each other. I mean, everyone's killing everybody, and everyone always has. A lot of those those tribes listed you know, Sumerians, Alain, you know, Polcherec, they don't even exist anymore. They've, all, they've been totally wiped out, you know, as there will be other cultures completely wiped out, you know.
0: <coughs> now, 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 to bring it to the today's uh, situation, Trump wins, and, uh, of course, the big fear is in Kiev <coughs> that Trump will, you know, be friends with Putin and give the the rebels uh, the opportunity to gain more ground in
1: in the eastern Ukraine. How do you feel about it? You may understand Trump better than I do. I'm
2: asking
1: you. just scary as shit. I mean, <laughs> I have no. I mean, he's a loose cannon. I mean, who who's going to control him? His party can't control him. I mean, who's ever controlled Trump? I mean, he's a no, no, but, but some, uh, you know, some of, uh, you know,
0: uh, journalists and, and observers and, and analysts have said the biggest victim of the election of Trump will be the Ukraine.
2: I, I have another theory. I, I actually came back because I was, I was my, my last project, I came back uh, four days ago from the United States. I, I was covering the Trump campaign for, for five weeks, so um, I, I, I was... I, I was on his trail, uh, but um, I have another theory about Ukraine. I, I I blame the war on a guy called Michel Platini, <laughs> 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 because I was I was working for the UEFA, which is the um, European uh, Football Federation, in two thousand and twelve, and I traveled extensively in Ukraine at that time, um, and the UEFA had uh, the idea of letting the two nations co-host the, the European football in 2012. And it was obvious at that time that um, at least in the eastern Ukraine, which is very different from western Ukraine, which is much more uh, westernized than the eastern Ukraine, which is totally Stalinian in many parts still, um, that this was the first open door to the European Union that they have e- ever experienced. This country was pretty much isolated from the from the European Union until then. And all of a sudden, they were offered to co-host the European football uh, championship in 2012 with Poland. And, and they saw how Poland had advanced in the eight years of membership of the European Union. They had totally reconstructed their, their country. They had a system in place which was not perfect, but at least relatively democratic. Now it has changed again. That's another story. But Ukraine hasn't got any of these foundations. It's a a corrupt society, Mm -hmm. very weak uh, politically, and all of a sudden they saw what happened in in Poland, and obviously they were eager to join the European Union. But Ukraine is on a line that is very vulnerable, and, and it has been a gentleman's agreement since the Second World War that this is a, a no-touch no zone for the uh, for the Western Alliance, uh, as well as Georgia. I uh, will also cover a uh, war in Georgia when when they decided that uh, that, Bush, that they, they 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 wanted to uh, disturb the balance in the area. You know when Ukraine, when Georgia. Uh, uh, attacked southern Ossetia probably with the, with the benediction of, of George Bush at the time. But uh, that had dramatic consequences and, and, and the Ukraine uh, went through the same. I mean, when they opened the door to the, uh, to, to the West because they saw what had happened in Poland, uh, hell broke loose and, and we are still um, suffering the consequences of that. Last question. Um,
0: on the last row in the back. Yeah.
2: find anything. They were just gone, disappeared, vanished, in thin air. How did
0: it feel at the end? Do you feel better now that you went there and didn't find them? So the question is, uh, after gone there, do you feel better now, even if you didn't find your fam- family?
1: There's a shot at, of me at the cemetery where uh, touch the stone and it's in silence. I'm standing with Katarina and, and it's very long and I, I don't say anything. Do you, uh, do you remember that shot? Yeah. Well, uh, it's funny, as I was editing I would bring in people, colleagues, <coughs> filmmakers, friends, to look at the film and, and they had a very interesting remark and they said you keep everybody else's silence to the very last image, That's the very last 125th of a second why did you cut away from yourself so quickly? That shot was much shorter. And I I was, was, I don't know, a bit embarrassed maybe. But I said, that's true. I didn't use the same criterion on myself that I would use for anyone. Silences to me are very, very (coughs) important because that's the moment when you can sense how a person might be feeling because he's not telling you anything. You know, it's just silence. And silence is very full of meaning. And so... That shot I kept to the very end. I think it's in my face how I'm feeling there. You know, I mean, you see how I react when I actually find the birth certificate. You know, I'm a, I'm kind of low key. You know, I mean, I'm not overly exuberant. You know, (laughs) Yon said, "Oh, let's film it again." You know, but but we never film anything again. You know, I mean, he knows. I always say you have one take. We we never do any retakes. You know, I never ask anyone to do it. Yet he said that seemed kind of. Like you didn't react, you know, very much when I found the birth certificate. But that is how I reacted. That is how I am, you know. I, I can't fake it. I'm not an actor. So, so what you see really is is what you get. That, you know, I, th- you, I think you can sense how I was feeling. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I,
0: I have one last question so because I'm li- we are leaving this room now all together. Um, is there any <coughs> message of hope or optimism? Or something bright that you can give us before we leave <laughs> after having made this film. Take this film to Russia. Uh,
1: it's invited. It, it is invited to one particular uh, festival. Uh, another festival, the director saw it and he was furious with me. But this one uh, festival, Art Doc Festival in Moscow, has accepted the film. So it's quite daring on their part. And the director, is she here,
0: Victoria? Victoria is the yeah, is she here? Yeah. Uh, she's,
1: she's at ITFA. Um, hope, it's interesting. You know, I tell f- young filmmakers when they're writing a dossier, they should always you know, to raise money, just stick in the word hope somewhere. All these commissions, they, they have such a need and, and it helps them sleep better or it helps them give money. Um, and I did do one thing. I decided when I put the film on Vimeo, uh, which is a platform to show films, you know, on the internet, and I put a password in, and the password I used was peace. peace. And someone here came back to me and said, I saw your film, and I really liked your password. <laughs> 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 so okay. I think she shares your, your feelings.
0: <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much. And. Uh